I'm going to break down eight things you need to know to become a more conscious fashion brand. And even if you're starting from scratch, these are going to be things that you can implement and take away right away. Join the slow fashion revolution with Recloseted Radio. As the number one podcast for fashion entrepreneurs with a conscience, we're here to help you reach new heights. I'm your host, Selena Ho, the founder and CEO of Recloseted, and I'm on a mission to share my insider knowledge and strategies for launching a successful sustainable brand, growing your existing slow fashion business, and making your brand more environmentally friendly. I also invite industry experts to share their stories and insights too. So subscribe and let's get to work on transforming the harmful fashion industry. And before I dive in, I wanted to say that we are accepting four more sustainability consulting clients for the remainder of this year. As you're listening to this episode, if you want our one-on-one help and our entire team's resources to help you set up your sustainability strategy, figure out your data, your reporting, your targets, design a roadmap and plan with you and help you execute it, then book a complimentary consultation at www.recloseted.com consultation. The link will be in the show notes as well. But essentially during the call, we can chat through your goals, what challenges and roadblocks you have. We can design a plan together and ultimately just decide to see if it's a fit. So make sure you book your consultation at www.recloseted.com consultation. Don't snooze because like I mentioned, we probably only are accepting four more clients. Maybe by the time this comes out, it'll be less than that. So don't procrastinate. The first thing I wanted to say right off the bat is that a fashion brand cannot just adopt sustainability because it is trendy or they want to jump on the bandwagon or they think that their customers want them to. It needs to come from within the brand. And you honestly need to make sustainability and being more conscious and being more intentional a value and an ethos of the business. And so walk the walk. Don't just say you're going to be more sustainable and do lip service. We actually need people to actually walk the walk and mean it. Please make it a value and a core ethos of the business. And to figure out why sustainability and being more conscious is important to you, important to your brand, important to your team members. It's important to dig deep and figure that out. Because only in doing this work will it be long-lasting enough for you to actually see through all the different strategies and targets that you want to implement. Once you are truly committed to walking the walk, and this is something that is important to you and to the business, the next thing I want you to reflect on and think about is trying to figure out how you can continuously make revenue without necessarily making more product. One of the things that is really broken in terms of the fashion industry's current business model is that a lot of brands will only make money if they sell more product. That's kind of the name of the game right now. And that then encourages brands to make product for the sake of making product because they associate sales with more products. That has resulted in this whole fast fashion phenomenon, which is killing our planet. As a result of that, we really need to overhaul the entire industry's business model. And you can start by just making more high quality, more intentional pieces that are well designed, sell them at a higher price point so consumers invest in their clothing versus just purchasing it for one-time use and discarding it like a fast fashion piece. You can do that by just rethinking how you design, how you choose materials, the production partners you choose to work with, 
and reshaping your entire mentality when it goes into this. I know that you still need to make revenue. I know you still need to make profit. But how can you readjust your strategy so that instead of just making whatever and selling whatever for a quick buck, let's try to make it more high quality and intentional and figure out if people actually need these things and make things that people actually find valuable. And so that way you can charge a higher price point, but also just make less potentially too, right? Like we don't always have to sell more quantity. We can sell quality pieces at a higher price point. The next thing I wanted to chat through, I have discussed on the podcast before, but it is this concept of sustainability priorities. This is something I get all of our clients to do, and it's a really helpful exercise because if I'm being honest, there's no truly sustainable fashion brand out there, but there are definitely brands doing better than others. And when there's so much wrong in the fashion industry and just so much to fix in the world in general, it can feel really overwhelming, especially when you're just starting out and you have limited time, limited resources, and limited budgets. So it's really important to pick and choose your priorities and pick and choose your battles. And in that regard, you can also have these priorities almost as a lens into how you make business decisions because there's so many things you could do. There's so many what ifs or what if I didn't do that or what if I did do that. So once you have those priorities, that can help you make decisions so that you can move forward and actually make change. I always get our clients, especially if you're just starting out, to pick one priority and that is it. And it doesn't mean that you're going to disregard everything else, but it just means that that's the one thing you want to go above and beyond and actually make a dent in. Because otherwise, if you try to tackle carbon emissions, plastics, animal cruelty, waste, like if you try to tackle everything, you're going to get overwhelmed and not do anything well. Whereas if you just concentrated on eliminating plastic, let's say, from your entire supply chain, from your entire business, that is a huge feat in it of itself. So try to pick and choose your battles and pick the one thing that really resonates with you and also resonates with your community and your customers. The next step is to really get real with yourself and assess where your business is currently at. And this can sometimes be harder said than done because I know that data is always something that's tricky to get, but do your best. Try to get as much data as you can around the materials you're currently using, get data from your production partners, look at internal data, and just gather everything you have and try to get it from as credible of a source as possible. I know that maybe some of the stuff won't be super credible right now, but that's okay. Make a plan to try to figure out how you can get more credible data. But gather everything you can, take a look at it so you have an accurate snapshot of where you currently are, and then you can make targets and plans on what you can do next to improve. And you know what? Maybe the first thing you do this year to improve is just to get better data and better transparency and insight into what's actually going on in the business. That is totally fine if that's where you're at right now. But once you have a clear snapshot, let's think about what you can actually do to start to make that impact that you want. And bonus points if you can look into science-based targets as well. But, you know, throughout this entire process, as you're looking through everything and you're making targets and starting to put together a plan, I would encourage you to be realistic about what you can do based on your current team's resources, budgets, time, and things like that. Because a lot of the times I find that clients we work with, they like to shoot for sky-high targets, which is great. Like, it's good to be ambitious, but you also want to be realistic given your current team resources, budgets, and times, 
because it can be really discouraging if you miss targets. And I'm not saying that we want to sandbag your targets at all, but I'm just saying we want to be realistic. And with these targets, it's important to set them internally, make everyone aware of them, make everyone really committed to helping to achieve them. And then also when you're ready, I would also make them external facing too to keep yourselves accountable and also just bring your customers along the journey. A lot of our clients that have shared their wishes and their goals with their community, it's actually brought them really close together and fostered brand loyalty as well. So definitely bring in your customers. You want to, of course, communicate it in a way where you talk about your plans, your priorities, what's going to change, how they can support you, things like that. And we always help our clients craft that messaging. But it's really important not just to do the work in silence and be afraid of backlash or criticism. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, there's no truly sustainable brand that's perfect in the world. So once you accept that and you accept that you're going to be imperfectly sustainable in your own way, then I actually feel like it's better to involve your customers, get that feedback, get that constructive criticism, and you can all just do better and be better together. And one thing I know a lot of our clients struggle with is in today's day and age, when it comes to marketing, there's a lot of five-second videos, clickbaity titles, catchy captions, and sustainability isn't black and white. It's gray, it's nuanced. And so with things that are very gray and nuanced, it's hard to put everything you need to say in a five-second video or in a short caption. So that's where sustainability reports come into play. And I'm not talking about a boring Word doc that's 5,000 words long and no one's going to read. I'm talking about something that is well put together, has graphics, has images, has the plan laid out in a really great manner so that your customers can actually read it and see where you're going. And we help our clients create these reports, but these reports are meant to, of course, document where you're at, create your targets, really benchmark against where you're at, but also help you communicate your plan to customers and show them that you're walking the walk and you're serious about it. And it's a really good medium to share in this instance because, like I mentioned, sustainability is nuanced and you want to give explanations around why you're doing things. And if you've never put together a sustainability report, I am actually going to talk about that in next week's episode, so stay tuned. I really want to dive deeper on how you can create your first report, what should be in it, some tips and tricks we've learned along the years with clients. So. Subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already so you can be the first to listen to it. The other thing I want to mention too is that you need to be in this for the long haul, which is why I said at the very beginning, it's important to make sustainability a value and an ethos in your brand because this is not going to happen overnight. You're going to be dedicating years and years to this and it's something you're going to continuously talk about as you run your business. And you don't have to just do it out of the goodness of your heart, let's say. You also have to do it because you're future-proofing your brand and your business because right now in the EU, there's a lot of exciting legislation coming down the pipeline, and I will be talking about that in future episodes. The EU is definitely paving and leading the way, but other countries are going to likely fast follow. You're going to have to do this eventually, so it's important to get ahead of the game and not just do it when you're forced to do it and scramble. Let's future-proof your business. And last but not least, we are all in this together. Like I mentioned, there is no brand that is perfectly sustainable. Just do your best. Don't give up and say things are hopeless and turn a blind eye and not do anything because you think it's too late. Even little actions like starting with changing your packaging or just being more intentional with your designs 
make such a big difference and can really help transform the harmful fashion industry. Don't give up. Keep going. And again, if you need help, we are here for you. Book a free consultation. You can do so at www.recloseted.com consultation. I really look forward to chatting with all of you. And even if it's not a fit to work together, I always give tips during these consultations too, because we're all in this together and we need to turn things around before it's too late. I hope that this episode was helpful for you. If you have any questions, feel free to DM us at Recloseted on Instagram or shoot us an email at hello at recloseted.com. I am going to record an episode next week about how to start and how to create your own sustainability report. If you do have any things you really want me to address, make sure you reach out. And that's a wrap on this episode. If you got value from this, I would appreciate it if you could take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram story, and tag us at Recloseted. Be sure to subscribe to the Recloseted Radio podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode and you have access to all of our valuable resources. And if you're feeling generous, please rate our podcast five stars and leave us a glowing review. I'm cheering you on and together, let's transform the harmful fashion industry.